Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world, from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. Today, I'm doing an on-air coaching call with Miri Disney Faller of Back on Track Physical Therapy. Miri and I have been working together for about five months. When we started, Miri was, and still is, doing great work for patients, helping those with neck and low back pain, headaches, and vertigo return to wellness. I can attest to the quality of her work because I saw her when I was laid up in bed, seven months pregnant, with a nasty bout of vertigo, and she totally got me straightened out. So Miri is a fantastic physical therapist, and like many health and wellness practitioners, she sometimes finds it challenging to run the business side of things the way that she wants so that the patients, the time, and the finances all balance out. It gets even trickier in the summer when the usual calendar goes out the window, with summer camps, baseball tournaments, travel, and visiting friends and family. Plus, where we are in Montana, summer goes by in the blink of an eye. And if you're too busy with your head down buried in work, poof, you miss it. And before you know it, it's fall, and you're wondering how it happened that you didn't even get to the farmer's market or float the Blackfoot in your inner tube. So today we take some time to look ahead at summer and get real about putting plans into the calendar so that we can see what the implications are for Miri's work schedule so that she can decide what choices she wants to make around how many patients she will see and when. One challenge Miri faces is around turning people away who legitimately need her help and who she can help. Miri finds her work helping people get out of pain to be deeply fulfilling and Turning people away because she's full or because they use Medicare is deeply conflicting for her. She really does want to help everybody. It's true that in our country, we have a cudgeled together insurance system that simply doesn't work for everyone on the patient side and on the provider side. And I talk to so many practitioners who find it painful to turn people away simply because of the insurance card they carry. But a practice that cannot keep its doors open due to finances, in the end, can help no one. So we talk about what is the balance she can handle and find a compromise that she can live with. 
One of the pieces I hope you'll listen for in this episode is how Miri has some reluctance to get specific. The temptation is to leave things loosey-goosey. But loosey-goosey often leaves the door open to negotiating with yourself at a later date, justifying choices that aren't aligned with what you want to create in your life, and dropping out on your bigger vision. One strategy I see people employ in planning is a sort of cover your eyes and cross your fingers and pray it'll all work out kind of strategy. And while I appreciate the temptation, and yes, this strategy may shield you from the temporary discomfort of digging for information and facts and making hard choices, it usually results in more discomfort and worse outcomes down the road. So in this episode, I help Miri get really clear about the summer that she's trying to create and not let her slide where she wants to leave a crack open, all in service of enjoying both her work and her family time knowing and trusting that she can relax into both because she's thought it all through. And if she can stick to the plan, everything's going to work out fine. Here she is, Miri Disney Faller. Miri, welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast. Thanks, Geraldine. I'm happy to be here. So where do you think the best place would be to dive in? Probably just formulating an idea of what my work week might look like because I feel like my work week is going to have to be structured around my personal life with all that we have going on. So, you know, I kind of designed like my ideal would be like three days with maybe a a morning or something on Mondays for either overflow or catch up work, step work and get everything done at work and then be able to leave and be very disconnected from work. Nice. So clear boundaries about like, okay, I'm at work and I need to be working when I'm at work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that when I get home, I can be home and be done and be done with work, not thinking about work, know that it's fine. It's handled. Exactly. And I can hang out with my kiddos and my family. Right. Exactly. I think, again, it's just having a very focused uh, work day. I find myself like, I, like setting a boundary saying I'm not going to tackle any personal things while I'm at work. Do you do that now or do you need help improving doing that? I think I need help with that because to be honest, tackling the personal things is a lot easier for me. <laughs> you know, like mentally, it's just like, oh, it's stuff that has to get done. And I have to just check all this, you know, these lists off of everything I need to get done. And it's it doesn't require a lot of like mental or emotional effort. It's just, I just have to get it done. It's kind of this, just get it done attitude. Whereas for with work, for some reason, it's more of this mental, emotional, like, Oh God, I have so much to do and I need to get it done. And which would I rather do? You know, would I rather make this phone call to check this personal thing off or would I rather sit down and call an insurance company and handle that mess? What else would be helpful to talk about today? Um, I think just reinforcing that I need to have a really strong boundary about uh, my expectations for how many people I'm going to see in the summer. Mm. Um, You know, realistically, summer is not a time for growth for me. Like mentally, I don't even think of it that way. It's, It's more of like a season to get through because my business tends to slow down a little bit in the summer and I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) you know, living in Montana, the season is so short and it's like my favorite. And I, I don't want to be at work. (laughs) To be honest, I don't really want to work that much. Yeah. And so I just need to be very deliberate about the time that I am there. 
and saying, okay, I'm only having to work, say, three days a week, and I need to be very focused and deliberate in those three days. And then the rest of the time I can play and really enjoy it and not have any guilt or anxiety about that. Okay. No guilt, no anxiety about enjoying our lives. Yes. In the short window of beauty in Montana in the summer. So. Six weeks of summertime. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So that's two things. Is there anything else that would be helpful to cover? You've got about 45 minutes. Um, like I say, I think it's just, um, yeah, just having a very intentional plan for how I'm going to do that. So, you know, when I walk out the door, it's, it's good. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, let's get to the intentional plan then. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10 or percentage wise, like how much of a plan do you have so far? Um, I think I'm probably around, I don't know, a seven, eight. Okay. What help, with, what help do you need getting your plan filled out? What's not clear to you? I think it's almost like I need a realistic boundary um, as far as saying, okay, I can only see maybe four, possibly five people a day at max and being very realistic and accepting of that. Um, Cause I find that what I want to do is say, oh, I can see this many patients a day and I can do all the notes and do all that in this little short and crunch time. And the reality is if one thing goes off the rails or I get one random phone call or one thing that goes a little bit longer than normal, it throws off my whole day. And yeah. that's where the anxiety starts to build. And then when I just, you know, I go off the track basically. And yeah. then I find myself in my free time having to worry about, oh, I've got X, Y, and Z still to do. And I have all these other personal things I want to attend to. And how am I going to make all that work? So let's go back to the realistic expectation. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like that's the rub, right? right? Is not knowing exactly, maybe a bit of magical thinking around wishing it wouldn't take that long, but it right. actually takes a little bit longer. Right. And I think realistically, it's saying, you know, on a typical day, I probably could see five patients a day. But the reality in summer is like, I just really don't want to work that much. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to be honest and say, okay, I'm going to max out at four a day. And that will reasonably give me time, you know, in between all that to get everything caught up so that when I leave the office, there's nothing left <laughs> to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, starting the next day fresh. Um, and also, I think I've been thinking a lot about just saying, I'm not going to take any like new, new patients for a good couple months. Because uh, the reality is I have a lot of um, what I would say current patients and then people I've seen many times before who will invariably call me in the summer and say, can you see me? Can I get in to see you? And I'd much rather be accommodating to them than trying to pack my schedule full of a bunch of new people. I'm hearing two possible choices in there and I want to check them out with you. So are you choosing to cap your day at four patients per day, Max? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's why I was giving myself that little fourth day of wiggle room um, or fourth morning or whatever of wiggle room. Uh, what if you didn't give yourself, like, I'm sorry, what if you gave yourself cushion, Yeah, but still drew a clear boundary rather than making it squishy? I like that idea. I just want to be able to do that. Um, and that's maybe where I need your help is to establish like what that day would look like and where would my cushion be? 
And if I know I have a cushion, then I won't panic. You know, I'll be like, oh, I've got this little extra time here that I can squeeze somebody in. So are you still on a four day a week plan? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take Thursday off and then Friday? Or is that, um, I'm going to switch change? it for summer. Uh, Friday's off for sure, only because okay. we're going to be gone a lot. And um, I was going to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with Monday being my cushion day, um, either morning or afternoon. All right. So what are we talking about here? You're talking about usually having Monday off with Monday afternoon being a cushion if you want to catch up on stuff. Right from the previous week. Right. Okay. And maybe, I don't know if I need to make that day really hard and fast because I feel like our schedule is really wonky in the summer. So I think I need a little bit of flexibility on that day. Either, you know, I'm going to devote maybe two or three hours in the morning or two or three hours in the afternoon to play catch up or squeeze in a patient or whatever. Um, but maybe the, the hard boundary is like two to three hours at max that day, whether it's in the morning or afternoon, depending on what we're doing and where we are. But you know that you've got three hours on a Monday mm -hmm. that you can use to catch up. Right. And I, I would like to just kind of keep that, like you, like you mentioned, cushion time so that that can be for anything. <laughs> you know, I can squeeze in a patient if I need to or get caught up on paperwork or even just go to my office and get things organized and cleaned up from the chaos just little things like that. Um, I have a little yellow flag on the squeeze in a patient. Because <laughs> that sounds like Miri going down the slippery road of, I can squeeze you and it'll be fine. I'll find the time. Maybe it'll be my emergency patient. You know, I've told you that I have a hard time saying no to my vertigo people because they're so miserable. Um, and maybe that would be my only boundary. Like that would be my emergency for vertigo, you know. That feels more clear. Okay. <laughs> Told you I'm not but, good at this boundary thing. That's what I need to do. <laughs> it still feels a little wiggly. I know. Like maybe if I clearly I don't want to be placed in a box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no so that's what it makes me wonder, right? Is like, do you equate having clear? Do you equate having clear boundaries with being in a box? There must be some part of me that does because I, you know, I try to establish boundaries a lot, but I find myself wiggling there, like not being comfortable with saying no to people, especially people that are suffering. I just have a really hard time with that. And if I have some time available, it's like, you know, I'm going to choose to help them first versus myself, which I know is not always the healthiest thing, but that's just kind of how I'm wired. But I also know that in the interest of me having a good summer, I have to be very clear with those boundaries so that I can, mm -hmm. like I say, walk away at the end of the summer and go, wow, that was awesome. Like that was the perfect you know, balance of what I was looking for. Have to, want to, or choose to? Choose to. I choose because, to. I choose yeah, to have a good summer. <laughs> I think in years past, I'm, I'm just referring back to several years, you know, the last few years. And I think what the reality is, is I've actually let my business go a lot in the summer, like been really okay with having a light schedule, which has allowed me to do a lot of amazing things. But at the same time, it's like, then I get to fall where I'm slammed and there's no balance there. It's just going from super slow to really fast and I'm behind from the summer and it's just, it snowballs. So it's just, if I could, like I say, just have a very focused, intentional 
work cup, you know, a few work days and just be like, okay, I did what I could do. I was present. I was focused. I actually worked. And now I have permission to totally have fun when I'm not at work and feel free of anxiety or stress or worry about that. Yeah. Cause that's the benefit to you, right? Is the freedom from the anxiety and the stress. Yes, absolutely. So what choices do you want to make around your work week with regard to how many patients you're going to see per day max and your Monday cushion? So I think what is realistic is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I see four patients a day maximum. I know I need to make a cap on my Medicare people for summer Mm -hmm. because obviously my revenue will be less not seeing as many patients. And so I think my max needs to be two to three, um, you know, at a time is all. Will it be two or will it be three? Um, (laughs) Two. And, but then see, here's where I get the rub is like, if I get one of my Medicare patients that calls me and I already have two on my schedule and it's one of my regulars or one of my people I've seen many times, I will have a really hard time saying no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so maybe that will be where the cushion comes in. I thought the cushion was only for vertigo people. Well, what if they have vertigo? (laughs) 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 I don't know. I think, I think that's the hardest part for me is that obviously I put myself in this trap like being so flexible for everybody else that now that I'm putting some hard line boundaries in, I'm, I obviously I'm worried about what everybody's going to say. Like, what is her deal? Normally she can get me in. Normally I don't have to wait two months to get in to see her, you know? Yeah. And I want to acknowledge that you have a heart for serving people, right? Right. And that you want to help them. Right. And when somebody is suffering, it's difficult to say, I need to take care of myself first. Right. And... At some point, there needs to be a limit. Yes. Because there are plenty of people out in the world suffering. Right. Yeah. Like there are millions, if not billions of people suffering, and we can't help each one of them. Exactly. And and really thinking about it, it's like, uh, as much as I love them, they are my biggest source of like energy, um, time, because of everything I have to do for them. And so... I've just been grappling with that the last few weeks, like really setting a hard line boundary with how many I take. Um, Cause that's really the last little piece of stress that's constantly there because it's just the, the, the little man sitting on my shoulder constantly. who's like, you need to be seeing these people, but they take so much time and there's so much paperwork involved and you only get paid probably half of what you get paid by everybody else. And you know, um, how much of this goodness are you going to be doing for everyone <laughs> before you mm-hmm. say, no, I have to make a hard decision about me and my business and the quality of life for me and my family. And so, and maybe summer's the springboard to that, you know, making those decisions and not feeling guilt as guilty. Cause I can say, well, I'm spending time with my family. I'm not working as much, so I don't have time to see all of them. So with that, what choice do you want to make? Where do you want to put the line? Um, I, I definitely will not be taking any new Medicare patients. Um, We've established that for the summer. I will see two at a time. I mean, regardless of the ones I have right now, but yeah, two at a time. Wait, what, regardless of the ones you have right now? Well, I have a lot of Medicare patients right now, so I, I can't, <laughs> I can't kick them out and say, well, I'm only seeing two for the summer. Um, I have to wrap them up, like get them done. 
Um, and so it might just mean I'm not taking any more because I already have a lot on my docket right now. So what's unclear to me is the difference between the, say, six that you have right now and the two that you say you're going to cap it at. I think the two would be if I had everybody gone, you know. If you wrapped with if, all your current ones. If everybody was done by summer, which I know a handful of them are going to be. Uh, okay. I just don't know how many right now. I think it'll okay. end up leaving me with two or three for the summer. And that's probably all I'm going to take. Like, I just won't take any more new ones. What I'm hearing is two things, a little bit of clarity and a little bit of squishiness. Mm -hmm. So the clarity is, I just want two. Right. And the squishiness is, I have five or six. Most of them should be done. It's not clear to me how many, but it's likely to be two or three. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm fine with either answer for you. I just want it to be clear what you're choosing. And I realize that like, you won't know exactly when the current ones that you have are going to wrap. Right. That doesn't need to prevent you from getting in the way of making a choice around what happens when they do wrap. Right. I mean, I'm just running through them in my head right now. Um, I think the light bulb is just like the ones that I do have, if they extend into summer, uh -huh. I ju that just reinforces that I can't take any more. Like from here till September, I can't take any new Medicare people. Yeah. I think that's become clear <laughs> um, in terms of leaving time open for all the other patients that, you know, need to get in or continue with me. So I still want to know what the choice is going to be for the people that you currently have. Well, I have to see them through. So mm -hmm. I, my choice is I just see them through, but I don't add any onto my docket. Okay. Um, so it could be that you end up with more than three for the summer then. It could be. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. a, that's a realistic thing. So I think that's why setting that hard, fast rule, like no more mm -hmm. um, is key. So is that the clear choice? Yes. Because then even in a good situation or an ideal situation, if they were all done by summer, me setting that hard and fast rule, like I'm not taking any more Medicare this summer, um, leaves more time for other people, <laughs> Okay, you know, other clients. So, so this is what I'm hearing, just to be extra clear here, that you're going to see your current Medicare patients through to the end of their treatment, whenever that is. Right. And that some of which may or may not bleed over into the summer. Right. It means that you know, I don't have a clear read on how many people that could be who choose to extend their treatment. Mm -hmm. Who chooses as the physical therapist to extend their treatment, the patient or you? Uh, we do it collaboratively usually, but they also have a cap on oh. how much PT they can have in a year. Yeah. So some of them are probably approaching that cap and what I end up doing usually is tapering them off. So I don't see them every week. I might see them every two weeks. I might see them once a month. Um, so that obviously opens time up because some of them, I only see them, you know, they check in with me once a month or every couple of weeks. Um, and I have several right now that are getting close to that stage. So I think realistically, realistically looking at what I currently have and if, you know, my memory is serving me correctly. I would say at max, I have three that will extend into the summer unless we have some, you know, haywire thing that happens in the meantime. But 
So it sounds like maximum of three Medicare patients extending into the summer. Yes. And no new ones. No new ones. No new ones ever or no new ones until the fall? Until the fall. And when is that? When does the fall start for you? Usually uh, mid-September. Okay. You know, after Labor Day um, okay. is when people start getting back into a routine. And the only reason that I'm getting extra specific about when the fall starts for you is that establishing clear boundaries and adhering to them is something that we need to practice. Right. Exactly. So I'm going to put a note in my own calendar for you. <laughs> okay. And make sure that, that I circle back on you with this one. I think what I need to keep in mind or like I need to give myself maybe a phrase or a mantra that reminds me why I'm saying no. You know, um, if I get a call from someone in July who I've seen many times and who's like, I need to get in to see you and, you know, I'm having to tell them, no, I'm not taking any more patients till September. Um, I need to be able to remind myself why Mm -hmm. so that I'm not feeling so awful and icky about saying no. Mm -hmm. Like you're choosing you and your family, um, you know, versus work or whatever it might be. I don't know what the right phrase or, and maybe I need to think about that, but I need something that reminds me like, you're not doing this to be mean. You're not doing it to be selfish. You're just, it might help to remember that just because you're saying no to putting them in your calendar doesn't mean that you're saying, I don't care about you and your wellness doesn't matter to me. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You can still care about them and still care about their wellness and take care of your own calendar. Right. And we also know that there are other people in this town who you can refer them out to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and we do know of somebody who is growing a practice based exclusively on Medicare patients. Mm-hmm. There's that piece. There's also, it's important for me to stick to my calendar and my boundaries because if I don't, everything goes off the rails. Right. There's, I'm working really hard to get my practice where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. There's my practice and my family are both really important to me. And this person can also get the care they're looking for in this town, just not from me right now. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a transitional time of like where I, I just needed business. Right. So I would say yes to everything. Mm. And, and now I am so busy that I need to be, more selective and it's making that mental shift of like, I'm not in, um, you know, desperation mode of needing to sustain. It's like, I have more business now than I probably need Mm -hmm. (laughs) realistically or can manage. And how do I, you know, disconnect from that? And I think, I think just ultimately the hardest part is obviously I'm a relationship person and I develop really strong relationships with my patients. And so I feel a lot of deep connection with them and they call me because they want to come see me. And so it's like, Oh, I got to refer you out. And not that I don't believe there's people out there that can help them. It's just, um, yeah, it's just that piece of learning to let some of that go Mm -hmm. and being okay with that and knowing they're okay and I'm okay. And you know, I'll still be able to see them in town and be like, Hey, how's it going? And not feel bad. Um, that I just couldn't see them anymore. It's like, it's like developing that mindset of like, okay, now I'm in that stage where 
I am very busy and I'm a wanted commodity and being comfortable with that. Like <laughs> it's just a different mindset than I've been in for a long time. So, so what's most important for you in that whole piece to remember that my intentions are good. Like the reasons that I'm saying no, um, like you say, I have nothing to do with like saying no directly to them or as a person. It's just, um, I'm saying yes to my life really. Yeah. I say no to them. I'm saying yes to my life. Can you pin that up on the wall? Yeah. (laughs) Is that quote worthy? (laughs) It seems like it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how are you on the nuts and bolts of like the actual week to week calendar? Um, I think I feel pretty good. My only concern is uh, when those weeks get screwed up by travel and things that we're doing. Okay. So when are those, when are those weeks? um, There's one in the end of June. Uh, there's several towards in July, like, and so I think my other concern is like, am I padding my weeks that I'm here? Am I padding those enough? Like with income producing things? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Cause I'm going to be gone. So, and maybe that's what I need a little help with on the side or another day is to like, look at the nuts and bolts, like financially what that looks like yeah, and what's realistic. Cause in years past, I don't think about when I leave my office, it, you know, like a lot of people think, Oh, I have to save up for my vacation time or whatever. I just, that the beauty of being your own business is you just kind of go and you do your thing. But I also need to have a sense of, <laughs> am I making enough to like cover this when I'm gone? Yeah. So in June, how many days are you going to be for that one weekend? Uh, well, that one, I'm actually going to be gone almost a week. So like a Friday, Monday will be for sure Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I might be able to work Friday depending on when I get back. Um, so like, I'm going to miss a week basically like leave on a Friday, come back on a Thursday. Okay. So you're going to miss a whole week of work. Yeah. Okay. So we need to know if your finances can handle that. Right. Right. And if not, then that's where I'm thinking that, like I say, I know the boundary, but the Monday padding, Mm -hmm. if I have to squeeze in an extra patient or two to make up for some of those days, I'm going to be gone. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even an issue. Like I say, once summer gets started, my schedule naturally just gets a little lighter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not as worried about squeezing patients in or making sure that everybody gets the adequate number of visits they need. It's more like financially (laughs) am I, you know, making enough to make that happen? Yeah. So how much is the enough that you need to make? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I need to look at the month and just say, you know, what do I absolutely need? And looking at my current schedule, do I have enough in place to make that happen and still have that week off without having to add extra? Yeah. Do you know how much you need every month just to make just to keep things afloat. Yeah, I have a general idea, but I need to go over that again because things fluctuate in the summer with childcare. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a factor I haven't looked at quite yet. Okay. So that's where I think my biggest concern is. Okay. So you have additional childcare costs in the summer that you don't have the during the school year? Right. Okay. And it'll be light this year, but part of that is not all school scheduled and set yet because some of our July schedule is like dependent on my son's baseball deal, like what happens with that. (laughs) Okay. And so, 
Um, we haven't made a lot of concrete plans yet because we're trying to figure out all those pieces. Okay. So once you figure out the pieces that informs how much additional right. childcare you need. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So when do you think you can know the additional childcare pieces in the Suns baseball schedule? Um, I'm thinking in the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's going to be, Whew, it's coming up fast. <laughs> yeah. Pushing us into June, but I, you know what I can do though? I can before then sit down and just look at what our basics are mm -hmm. um, that don't fluctuate very much. Yep. And then realistically make some sort of an estimate based on the number of days we need covered. Yeah. Like what that's going to look like. I can do an estimate without having everything solidly in place. So then once you have the estimate, you can work backward from, you can work backwards to know how many people you need to see. Right. Right. Okay. I might need some of your napkin math <laughs> <laughs> to help me. <laughs> so can we do that next time we talk? Sure. That'd be great. The basic question is if I take a week off in June, am I going to have enough money to pay my bills? Correct. Okay. And we are going to answer that once we have more insight into the basics and the childcare and the baseball. And then the question becomes the same thing for the two weeks in July, it sounds like. Yes. Although it won't be as lengthy mm -hmm. and I won't be gone like as long, which is good. <laughs> I mean, the days that I won't be here technically, you know, like a Friday, Monday situation, most of the time, maybe a Thursday. So um, it's not where I'm going to be gone in the chunk of my work week, which is good. So do you know how many days, how many of your, especially the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday days you will be gone in July? Um, it looks like probably one Thursday, possibly a Tuesday, but luckily that particular week, the events are in Frenchtown. So I can, I can still work part of a day if I have to. So it could be like a half day. I'm not like out, out of town. You're not going to Red Lodge. No, I'm going to Billings on that Thursday. So okay. that, that's a no brainer. I can't be here to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that sounds like in July, that only sounds like a day and a half. Right. Right. And that's, that's where some of that wiggle room with Monday might be necessary too. Like if I'm here on a Monday, you know, work yes. Monday. And then to cover the Thursday that I'm missing or whatever. Can you put that in your calendar for the Thursday that you're going to be out to just block it and open up Monday? Yes. Okay. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. And the same for Tuesday. Is the half day Tuesday um, the same week as the Thursday? No, it's a different, it's a different week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So can you do the same thing for that Tuesday? What if you just blocked it out? Yeah. So that you weren't like, you know, cause real life happens and somebody's like, I forgot my baseball bat. Yes, I can do that. Fortunately, my husband is helping coach. So I kind of leave all of that to him. I'm just there as, you know, cheerleader support mom. So, um, I leave it up to those two to handle their baseball crap. <laughs> the logistics anyways, I just have to be there with my daughter to cheer. Okay. But is it still one of the things where life happens and it would just be better to block that Tuesday? Yes, absolutely. And just open yeah. up Monday. So clear choices on those? Yes. Block the Thursday, open Monday, block the Tuesday, open Monday? Yes. Okay. How about August? Most of August actually looks really good um, as far as sticking to that work schedule mm -hmm. that we've established because Fridays is 
again, when we would be leaving to do things. So as long as I leave those Fridays open, there's like this tiny, tiny, tiny chance baseball would be like a two week deal in August, but that's like itty bitty chance. So I don't want to really block anything out. <laughs> That'll be a last minute scramble. We're just going, but it's very small chance. So that's like if they make it to qualifiers and states yeah, and-, and regionals. Yeah. Which okay. would be the first part of August. There's a small and itty bitty chance, but all of a sudden, if they do to, like say they do take it all the way to the finals, mm-hmm. what's the impact going to be to your work? Um, it will be kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because it will be a lot of um, literally planning, you know, a week or 10 day trip in about two or three days. And we just don't know because you don't know the length. You don't know how long you're going to be there. You don't know who's, yeah, that's kind of the week we're throwing caution to the wind, but I know that's not very responsible. (laughs) Well, it's not that it's not responsible. It's just that it makes you and your life crazy. Right. 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 What would be a way that you could kind of um, have a contingency plan or, um, you know, how can you, without knowing exactly what's going to happen, you will have some idea as it gets closer. Correct. Right. So like, as you're getting signals about, you know, is the team winning, winning, winning. Right. Like, uh oh, it looks like they're doing really awesome. I may want to anticipate, you know, this Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that we might have to head out of town, I may want to think about if they do keep winning, right? what I'm going to do with my patients. Right. Like, when will you know those things? When can you start thinking about it in advance? Um, with this one, it's really, it's like almost impossible because okay. we, it's basically if we win our state tournament, then we go to regionals and we won't know until we're at the state tournament. Okay. How, how we're doing. Um, it's literally that tight, but I think the beauty of being so flexible with my patients is that they understand my flexibility too. They understand that there's times I'll be like, uh, we're out of here. We're leaving. Um, or can you move your appointment to Monday? Like I've, I've been very clear with people about asking them to move their schedule too. So it's not an unexpected thing if they get a call from me and say, Hey, can you bump your appointment up to Monday or can we move you to another week? Most people are pretty good with that. Um, again, it's just the financial piece. I think bottom line, I want to make sure that August, no matter what happens, we can just meet our bare minimum, like make the bare minimum payments on everything that we need to do, you know, Mm -hmm. like pay our, all of our bills, like not expect any profit of any kind or, but just, make it. (laughs) Um, and if we can survive that, then I'm not too, I won't be too worried. That falls in the category of things we'll talk about next time, which is how many patients is that actually? Right. Right. Anything else about the nuts and bolts for the summer? I don't think so. I mean, I think it's just really good that I'm actually instituting a plan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my personal life has a very strong, hard and fast plan for summer, right? Like Uh everything all scheduled and booked and like mentally we have all these like activities already on the calendar ready to go but business is just like oh let's just squeeze it in here and there where we feel like it and can and do and you just kind of roll (laughs) and hope that by the end of summer you somehow are still surviving you know it's like oh yes if I know I've taken some action towards planning it and you know making some like we've talked about so many like hard boundaries, not only financially, but 
just with my time, I think that's going to be very reassuring and helpful and allow me to relax and then not look back on it and feel guilty. <laughs> like you totally had an awesome summer and not feel guilty. Like I let everything go with my work too. Yeah. So let's talk about the commitment piece because one of the things that you said in the beginning was how to have a strong commitment. Mm -hmm. How strong right now on a scale is your commitment to this plan? Eight, nine. Eight or nine. I, mean, okay. I, need, I think I need more pieces in place, like solidly in place. Uh -huh. But yeah, I'm I'm committed because I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I, I think the nice part is I'm by doing this, I'm I'm reinforcing to myself like it's okay that you want to have a summer <laughs> outside of work. <laughs> that yes. that's normal and that yeah. that's okay to be you know ready to leave the office and not think about it anymore. And just having a plan in place to give me that freedom to walk away and just be like, yep, it's my summer. It's okay to enjoy it. So you said an eight or a nine. What's the tiny gap between an eight and a half or a nine and a 10? What's still missing? I think um, having a clear idea of the financial part okay. um, so that I know for sure that, say, my 12 patients is going to be enough to keep things really keep cover everything. On. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And not make me, you know, cause I feel like I'm getting some momentum and moving forward as far as like making profit and paying debt and doing all that, those things. And I don't want to have like a three month, um, step back from that. Yeah. I want to still either be maintaining or making a little bit more headway, um, if possible. So if I can see that on paper and be confident in that, okay, I'm doing this and this is equaling this then I think that's going to give me the ultimate, like, yeah, I'm totally committed. I'm in. <laughs> awesome. I love that. That's such a huge shift from where you were like even three months ago. Yeah. I know. It's kind of weird to hear myself talking like this, <laughs> to be honest. I'm like, is this really my voice saying these things? And is this me? <laughs> And so if I get to the other side, I think the boundary piece is huge for me. If I can stick to that all summer and at the same time feel really good about it, like not have any guilt, anxiety, whatever about it, um, I will consider that a huge victory. <laughs> so let's take that that you just said that's out there in the future mm -hmm. and bring it into you in the now. Okay. Because you had it like, if I can do that, then... Right? right. If I can stick to the boundary feats, I will feel great. So bring it to the now, something like I'm sticking to this boundary piece and right. it feels awesome. Or in your yeah. own words. I'm sticking to the boundary piece so that I can really enjoy my time with my family. I'm choosing my I'm choosing to make a strong delineation between work life and home life. That's my goal. Awesome, awesome. Because the real benefit to you in your life is uh, much more freedom from, yeah, stress, anxiety, guilt, <laughs> all of those things. Um, just feeling like I'm really uh, committed to doing each of those things very well <laughs> instead of being scattered and just giving little bits to each yeah. pod or whatever you want to call it, each category. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Anything else for today? I think that's good. What's been most helpful? I think it's just been helpful to sit down and really look at it and mm -hmm. develop a realistic um, expectation of what I can do. Um, 
I'm just the classic overextender, like, oh, I can do, 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 do. And then when I don't do it, I feel awful and horrible and it derails me from, you know, pushing forward. And I think if I just set a, what I consider realistic expectation of what I can do and what I'm willing to do, and then meeting that, um, that just reinforces, you know, that I'm on the right track and I'm doing everything I can for both my business and my personal life. Yes. Instead of operating in this land of fictional thinking where we end up like stretching ourselves like Gumby to try and meet both ends. Yeah. Spreading ourselves way too thin. And then, like I say, never mastering any one of those things. It's just, you feel like you're just doing the bare minimum in every little aspect of your life. And that's not very fulfilling. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's not where you want to be living your life, right? No. It's not the life you want to experience. No. Okay. What are we going to be celebrating you for on September 1st? I think we're going to be celebrating me having a killer summer. One that I walk away from feeling like really content, rejuvenated, proud, and just solid. Like, you know, walking away going, this is kind of, this is why I went into business for myself Mm -hmm. was to really like the time freedom piece was so huge for me, but not really feeling like I had time freedom yet. Yes. (laughs) You know, like really embracing it and saying, I do have time freedom and because I do, it's, it's okay. And everything is doing well because I do have time freedom. So I think that would be the biggest victory for me is just to walk away and just be like, that was awesome. Like that was exactly what I wanted in terms of that balance that I'm trying to create between work and home. Awesome. And having a, yeah, being in a good pattern of that by the time I get busy again in the fall. Sets you up to roll right into fall. Right. Awesome. I love it. This has been so great, Miri. Thank you so much for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate all your help. Thank you, Miri, for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. It's not easy to be coached on air, knowing that people are going to see inside your business. It can be vulnerable to let others see some of the things that we struggle with. But in sharing her challenges, I have no doubt that other women will nod right along with her and go, yep, yep, I totally get it. And many women tell me that they get a lot from hearing the challenges of others. The learning that listeners get from on-air coaching can be really powerful. So thank you, Miri. I'll be checking in with Miri periodically over the summer to find out how things are actually playing out. Does four patients three days a week work, or does something need adjusting? After we stopped recording, we did some napkin math. Four patients, three days a week, four weeks a month. And it turns out that the numbers totally add up. It gives her what she needs and then some to keep her on track toward her goals. It can be really easy to avoid looking at the things whose answers we might potentially be scared of. But if you remember the difference between Miri being an 8 and a 10 on the commitment scale was knowing that the math was going to add up. And now she knows. So now she can relax into the plan because she's mapped it all out and she knows it works. If you're looking for Miri because you have a headache, neck, low back pain, or vertigo, you can find her on backontrackptmt.com. Ladies, if you think it would be helpful to have some guidance 
planning out your summer, you can download a Prep Your Summer Calendar PDF from my website. Go to shethinksbigcoaching.com forward slash 037. Also know that if you're prone to squishy, loosey-goosey boundaries and could use some help getting specific, getting clear about time, getting real about money so that your summer is relaxed and you make the money that you want, I would love to work with you. Go to shethinksbigcoaching.com and click on the work with me tab to learn more. I want to know what was your main takeaway? If you got something useful from this session, please share in the She Thinks Big Facebook group. You can search She Thinks Big on Facebook and I'll let you in. All right, ladies, that's it for me for today. I will see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.